0: On today's episode of The Investing Revolution, we are going to talk about how to invest with zero money. Give it a listen. This is The Investing Revolution, a podcast designed to help your real estate investment strategy. On this podcast, we'll teach you the actionable steps to take and pitfalls to avoid so that your real estate investing can thrive. Welcome to the investing revolution. I am your host, Jonathan Cook. And today we're going to talk about how you can invest with little to no money to start with in your real estate investments. So this has been a question that I have seen posed in several several different groups that I've been on in Facebook groups and Google searches. This is probably one of the most asked questions that I get relating to how do I get into real estate investing? I want to do this. It makes a lot of sense. Jonathan, you talk about growing equity, growing wealth, creating a generational um, safety net for me in terms of income and equity and growing my overall net worth and and of course that that sounds wonderful uh who, who doesn't want to have more money in their pockets or in their bank accounts at the end of the year but when i talk to younger people or even people my age and 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 even older oftentimes one of the first things that they want to know is is it possible to do this with you know no money i, I only have this much capital to start with I have ten thousand dollars or i have five thousand dollars what What is it going to cost me or or is there a less expensive way to get into this? Because real estate purchases typically are the largest investment that you will will ever have in your life. Your your own personal home or real estate investments are typically going to be the largest ticket items you ever purchase outside of maybe buying a business itself. So let's talk about how do you start that with with zero money? Um, So there's a handful of options that I'm going to talk about kind of grouped together. And then I'm going to kind of split that off uh, a little bit easier. So the first way in which you can actually invest by a real estate investment, whether that be a rental or a flip or however you want to be a part of it, uh, I want to talk about hard money. So Hard money lenders, uh, basically, they are providing funding for your real estate deals, um, in, in terms of points. They're charging percentages for what the deal is going to net. Oftentimes, um, the way that those deals are set up is they will give you a hundred percent loan at, Seventy-five percent of ARV. That's one of the kind of baseline um, deals that we see a lot of. So let's let's talk about what that means. If if a hard money lender is what you're going to use, how how that typically works is they look at each individual deal as their uh, you know assurance to do they want to invest in this or not, and and. They're going to look at the numbers. They're going to look at the um, market values and what you're able to purchase this deal for. And they will typically fund between 75 and 80% of the ARV. So ARV is after renovation value. So let's talk about this in terms of numbers. What what does that typically look like? I'm going to use some smaller numbers just for the ease of math here. So let's say you have the opportunity to buy an investment in an area where the market value is about a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollar property in this hypothetical market is a livable, rentable, nice home, something that someone could move into, hang their clothes up in the closets, and and just be there. And how do you get to that hundred thousand dollar value um, when you're looking at that market? You've got to find an investment that is way less than a hundred thousand dollars. You want to have all in. Between seventy-five and eighty thousand dollars of investment into that after repair value of being one hundred thousand dollars. That doesn't mean go buy an eighty thousand dollar or seventy thousand dollar property and then hope that it's worth one hundred thousand dollars later. The way to operate that hard money loan is typically to find something well below that, usually something majorly distressed, something in the thirty to forty thousand dollar range that has a renovation cost between what you have in it and up to that 75%. So if you're buying a $40,000 property that you can put $35,000 of renovations in, so you have a total of $75,000 invested in that property, but the after renovation value is worth $100,000, that is a perfect targeted deal for hard money. Now, there are a lot of costs associated with it. There are some Benefits are you can get in there with little to no money. Sometimes they will do it for literally no money down. Sometimes you can get a hard money loan for a couple thousand dollars, two or three thousand. And that's going to depend on each individual hard money lender. Um. So you can Google search hard money lenders to find just lists upon lists of people doing that because hard money lending is another great way to invest in real estate if you have the capital. So what they are relying on is your expertise, your knowledge, and your ability to take that $75,000 and make it worth $100,000. They're going to ask for a percentage fee kind of upfront of the borrowed money. So there's your points and they'll do that at closing. Um, Oftentimes when working the deal, you can ask for the sellers to finance your closing costs or sellers to pay for closing costs in the deals. And you know, six months ago, that probably wasn't going to be as easy of an option as it probably will be in the future. Um, You're going to miss some deals and that's okay. Uh, you, You shouldn't, when you're getting into real estate investing, don't let any address, any property become so precious to you that you can't lose it once the, once the numbers don't work. So if the numbers start to getting iffy or they get too close and you need some more money out of it, but the numbers aren't going to, the numbers aren't going to shake out. That's when you just have to back out of the deal and hard money is going to charge you a whole lot so that you have to really know what you're doing. They're going to charge you, you know, in terms of interest rates for holding the loan, you know sometimes it's between ten to eighteen percent. Um, so how you operate a hard money deal is you get the funding for the entire project, you create the property, and then you try and refinance out of it. Uh, that that's the easiest way to get to where you're not paying ten to eighteen percent. That that's how you get in with with no money. Another way that's very very similar to hard money is by using private money lenders. So private money lenders aren't beholden to banks. They're not beholden to um, the same kinds of rules and regulations in their underwriting processes. So private money lenders, the way to get that money is all in relationship building. And that's what we're going to kind of talk about with hard money lenders and private equity and equity sharing and a few other different options that we have here. But private money lenders um, they're utilizing their own capital to fund your deals. And they're always going to be at a higher rate than what you'd be able to get with an FHA loan or a VA loan or just a regular investment loan. So private money operates very, very similarly um, with a few small caveats different from, from hard money. But your options with a private money lender tend to be based on your relationship with, with anyone that you're going into business with. Uh, Private money lenders give you a little bit more fluidity in how the deals are structured, and that's the most important part of it. Um, How how is the the contract going to shore up? That leads you to equity partnerships. So in an equity partnership, it's very similar to private money in that you will partner with somebody that typically has a massive amount of capital with you and you will share in equity on the deal they're fronting you the money to get everything done but it is now your responsibility to make sure that that money that they've lended you is going to make capital it's going to start making money it's going to start making your returns so you you will share equity in that so if you can take again let's use that same Concept of a deal. Let's use the same hypothetical. If you're able to buy a $40,000 property to put in $35,000, make those numbers work, then you and your equity partner will share in the total difference between that $75,000 and $100,000 difference. And all of these options, when you're looking at hard money, private equity, um, equity partnerships, um, at things like that. And there's, there's different terms that all roughly mean the same thing. We are basing the investment on the deal. Can we make this deal work? And do we have the people that we know and trust getting it done? The great thing about those is you can invest with, uh, private money lenders or equity partners, or even hard money with, with not only very little out of money or out of pocket money, but even with low credit. So, so when we're talking about how that looks with equity partnerships and things like that, um, it's really structured on what your roles will be. What, what is your role going to be? If you're not putting money in, then that means you're going to have to be putting in sweat equity. You're going to have to be out there with the general contractors or be the general contractor yourself or do the actual work yourself. You're going to have to be at the deal, at the project, making sure everything is going according to plan, making sure that all the numbers still fit in line with that budget sheet. So that's what you're bringing to the table and more experienced investors, the ones that that have done this Dozens and dozens of times. Um, those are great mentors and great partners in in any of these different options. Um, before we get into house hacking and and HELOC loans, I do want to take a moment to talk about wholesaling. Wholesaling is another option for investing in real estate with little to no money down. So the the concept of wholesaling is you are finding a contract that you can then sell to a um end point investor somebody that's they're going to take it and they're going to do the work so you you are just finding the deals making your small profit and then reselling that contract bef- to a uh the the investor in the end of it the one that's actually going to take over the investment and operate it so how how that often works is calling distressed property owners. So this is one of the really more time consuming ways to do it, but it's, it's cheap. It's really easy to get into. Anyone can do it. You don't have to have a real estate license to operate wholesaling because you are acting as a buyer. You're writing a contract on a property and, and you can get really, you know, you you can do some major mistakes in wholesaling that that can really ruin a reputation. It can really ruin, you know, you financially. If you aren't safe with the way that your contracts are written, make sure that you have an attorney or uh, a real estate attorney, make up your, your wholesale contracts for you so that you can then sell those contracts to the end investors. But what the day in the life of a, a wholesaler looks like is looking through tax records, finding properties that are way below market value in terms of what they're actually worth calling people that own, you know, distressed properties, houses that are falling apart. You're just making calls all day long to find, are you interested in selling your property? You need to have the ability to research market values and understand how ARVs would work and how the real estate investment should be structured so that you are then able to bid on that property and leave yourself enough leeway to then sell that wholesale contract to the end result buyer and still leave them enough meat on the bone that it's still a good investment for them. If you take out all the the potential profit on a on a wholesale deal, then no one's going to buy it from you and you're sitting there holding the contract with a couple days left toward toward closing. You have to you have to make sure that you're priced properly. You have to make sure that you know what you're talking about on the deal and you you know have a decent idea of what the ARV can be. I have seen hundreds and hundreds of wholesalers that get into it, because again, it, it's relatively easy. They they post on social media, they send me emails, they call my phone to tell me that they've got a property that's the ARV will be $150,000. You know, the asking price is 85 grand, and I'm looking at it, and the deal should be worth about $100,000. And well, the ARV is about $100,000. The deal should be worth about 60. And that's probably what they're able to buy it for is 60. And they're trying to sell it to me for 85. So when you're wholesaling, if that's an option that you want to go down, you really need to understand the whole gamut of how real estate investment works so that you aren't putting yourself in a bad position that nobody's going to buy your wholesale deals. Once you've been labeled as a bad wholesaler, it's really hard to to get your name back out to those investor groups to say, oh, I do have a good deal here. Once you've, once you've proven that you don't know how the deals work, uh, people are going to stop answering those calls in terms of the, the end investor. So, it's going to take a lot of work. It's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of looking at tax records. It's, you know, it, are you interested in selling? Um, it, that That's the phone call. And And there's tons of courses in how do I get into real estate wholesaling? How do I do it? Well, there are scripts that you want to use because for a lot of the actual work, it will feel kind of like telemarketing. It's just the, are you interested in selling your property at one, two, three main street or whatever it is? If they say, yes, you need to make them an offer worth worth their while. You need to put a bid on it. But you have to be careful because if there's not enough meat left on that bone, no one's going to buy that contract from you. You're going to be sitting there left holding the bag. So that that's wholesaling in a nutshell. There are courses and websites and books dedicated to teaching you how to do that. So with the last little bit of of time we have today, I want to talk about um, home equity line of credits and I want to talk about house hacking. So a home equity line of credit is exactly that. It is you own your property that you live in now and you have equity between what you owe and what the property is worth. A HELOC loan you can get them from your mortgage company or other mortgage companies you can get out there and find them they will typically again loan you between 70 and 80% of the equity that you have on your home so if you have a if you purchased your home for $200,000 and now your note is down to 180 and it's now worth $260,000 so that that's an $80,000 swing they're only going to give you 75% of that for your HELOC loan they're just going to give you that in cash for you to go out there and invest. Now you don't have to come out of pocket for that because you're taking equity out on your house. The dangers there are if your investment doesn't work, you still owe that amount to the to the mortgage company. You still owe the difference in that equity because you've taken that equity out. You're still making payments. You've, you've got to somehow reimburse the bank for that money. So make sure that if you're doing a HELOC loan, it's on an investment that's going to be able to pay that back and make you money. Um, so you you it's all you're doing with a HELOC loan is just taking equity out, and so now you have a bundle of cash, and now you've got to figure out what to do with it. You can still then take that money. You can turn that into you know private equity loan or a hard money loan where you get a little bit better rates or a little bit better on your points because now you're able to come with some actual cash yourself. There there are. Ways to maximize how you do that. So, if you can get, let's use sixty grand out of that deal. If you have sixty grand cash, you can split that up into six ten thousand um, dollar investments on hard money loans, where you'll have slightly better rates. You can buy six properties. Don't mess that up because that's a lot of money that you you could be you know on the hook for. But it's a great way to get in without actually having to go into savings or come up with a ton of capital yourself. It's a great way to do that. So last thing that i want to talk about and don't get me wrong there are still several several other ways that you can invest in real estate without actually coming out of pockets with some money but these are just the most popular i want to talk about house hacking it is a pretty simple concept you buy a duplex we're going to use a duplex for the example here because the best way to explain how it works is to give a to give an example buy a duplex so there are two units you live in one and you rent out the other. You are slowly paying down your mortgage and you're able to pay that mortgage essentially with the rent from unit two, or most of it, maybe not all of it, but, but a lot of it, you're able to pay with that rental value. And then after you have paid your loan down, you can eventually, if you've built up enough capital to go buy your own house and move out, now you can rent the second unit. The whole idea behind behind house hacking is paying off the loan that you already have but in buying that duplex since you're buying it as your primary residence you have to live in it for a year but you can get you know first time home buyer credits if you're doing this for your first time so you can when you're buying something for your primary residence many lenders are going to give you a much better deal so sometimes you can come in with much lower money now it's not always going to be nothing but it's a much lower rate than coming out 20% on that loan. So that those are the most popular ways and, and the most surefire, easy ways to structure how to get into real estate investing, how to actually buy your first investment without having to sit around and wait until you have 50 dollars $60,000, dollars $100,000 cash in your hand. That This is the way to do it. Those options are the the easiest ways for you to understand, how do I get into this? How do I build, again, the, the goal in all of these options are to build enough equity to where now you have cash that you can go put down on another investment. Never stop the investment process. If you can get in with no money down right now, you can use that to find a better deal later. You can use that to build your equity over years to ultimately come back to the final goal of growing your wealth, creating a uh, a safety net for your yourself or your family or your future generations. This is how to do it. Owning real estate is the hedge against inflation. It's the best way to create wealth in the United States. It's buying and purchasing and owning and operating real estate investments. Uh, The more properties that you can own, the better. Don't sell them. If you have have the opportunity to keep it, if you don't have to sell your, your real estate, don't do it. Put a renter in there, give it to a property manager, find a way to turn the eventual equity that it's continuing to grow, find a way to pay that mortgage through rent or or, or some version of that because the equity that you gain in these houses always is going to grow. Even in recessions, you're still going to eventually, it's always going to be worth more. I mean, in 2008, it dropped to where people were losing value in their home, but we did a podcast on what the difference between now and then was uh, a few weeks back. So if, if you take nothing else out of this, um, just realize if you're listening to the to this podcast, you can invest in real estate. You can get a real estate investment for yourself. Doesn't matter if you don't have money. The, the 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 options that we went over today are the ways to start it. Once you start your real estate investment career or path, just continue to grow it. Grow it forever until you don't have to you know, work for anyone else. Make of this what you will. It takes effort. It takes knowledge. It takes expertise. Um, but you can do it. All it takes is, is a lot of effort. And, and, and that's it. Um, w- once you have that going, you, you should be set for life. Um, but again, thank you everyone for joining us today. Make sure to like and subscribe on the podcast and the YouTube channels. Leave us a comment. Um, if you have any more questions, um, uh, th- this was probably one of the larger questions that we get. How do I do this with no money? Uh, leave us a comment, shoot us an email, uh, but come back in a couple of weeks for the next episode. Uh, thank you so much. Have a fantastic day.